0: Welcome everybody to ASMR.life where we bring you the top ASMR content you deserve. On today's episode we're going to be reading another short story. This one is going to be called The Girl in the Gulfy House by Molly Rogers. So without further ado, let's begin. I pass under the words gothi family estates And grapple with a queer feeling of unease The archways flanked by faceless statues Their features worn smooth by wind and rain The past to my right leads down a hill Past rows of uniform headstones To the old convent Ahead of me stands the Gothi Manor The convent Was closed decades ago And the Gothi house Has been abandoned for over A century The only building on the estate That is occupied is half a mile Away The former Catholic girls school Now converted to a nursing home For allying and aging nuns breeze lifts the hair from the back of my neck. I hug my jacket tighter around me and walk straight. I cannot place the source of my discomfort. Graveyards hold no dread for me, and I have spent much time inside crumbling buildings. Perhaps it's the trees that grow alongside the path. Brought far out from far away places and replanted at the gothy family's command perhaps i can sense they do not belong the gothy house looms larger as i approach it's made of yellow stucco that looks out of place in the gray light of the pennsylvania autumn sun it looks tired with peeling paint sinking edges, but strangely all the windows are intact. I lean down to inspect a monarch drinking from a thistle that pushed its way through a crack in the stone walkway. It is late in the season to see one, and the unexpected beauty makes me smile. I hear my grandmother's voice. Butterflies are pretty, but moths are special. They carry souls to the moon. But what happens when moss get trapped inside, I asked her. Then the soul is trapped too. Why do you think so many houses are haunted? The insects fluttering upwards drift past a second story window. A pale face peers from it. Watching me from a room I know is empty. I raised my hand to the girl and greeting when bony fingers wrapped around my wrists and whipped me around. An ancient nun dragged my face closer to hers. A few solitary teeth jut from her gums like crumbling gravestones in a forgotten cemetery. And her breath is sharp and sour. It consumed the sisters who walked without feet. She spits, her eyes boring into mine as if I... As if she could borrow her thoughts into my head. By the force of her stare, her rummy eyes filled with tears. Don't let me die here. She weeps as two women appear by her side to pry her clenched fingers from my arm. Not here. Not here. One of the nurses leads the old nun away, batting her and murmuring in soothed tones. The taller one remains and fusses over my wrist. I'm awfully sorry about that, did she, you? I'm fine, I assure her. I apologize if I did something to disturb her. No, no, sickness. Sister Agnes is not well. She was pulling one of her weekly runners. She twists my wrists in that this way and that. If I may ask, who are the sisters who walk without feet? She shrugs the babbling of dementia. When she is satisfied my arm is still working in order, she steps back. I'm supposed to tell you not to be so close to the house. You can walk around the estate. It's pretty this time of year. It's just that house is not structurally safe. I nod in acquaintance, looking at the cracks that run from the base of the house all the way up to the three floors. The nurse shivers. This place gives me the willies. Her voice drops to a whisper. Supposedly, before the convent was closed, two separate nuns tried to burn it down. The eastern wall bows out slightly. Someday it will split open like an overripe carcass. The curse claps. The nurse claps her hands together. The noise bounces off the house walls. Well, I better get back before I get in more trouble. She grimaces. Sister Agnes is old, but gosh, is she fast. I wave at her as she trudges across the field towards the nursing home before heading towards the old convent building. I look again at the second-story window. It's empty. It doesn't matter. I'll find her when I return tonight. This will not be my first ghost encounter, nor my hundredth yet the strange foreboding feeling still clung to me as i hurried past the trees their silhouettes made monstrous in the moonlight it dodged me as i completed the pedestrian portion of communing with the spirits the breaking and entering part i successfully jimmied the lock and the heavy oak doors at the front of the goyth house and slipped inside I now find myself standing in the atrium, the yellow and green of the walls faintly visible in the moonlight. It reminds me of a summer sky before a tornado. The moon is bright tonight, and my nighttime visions has always been excellent. I creep deeper into the house. It has been gutted all the furniture and paintings have been removed years ago. Dust blankets every surface like a layer of snow. The air is stale and dry. Hello, I say softly to the little girl at the top of the grand staircase. I'm here to set you free. I would estimate she is about seven. She's wearing a white dress frothy with lace, and her blonde hair is disagreeably kind that hangs limp and refuses to hold a girl. The room is dark, but she herself has a pulsating glow. She is pouting. Hello, I whisper again. I'm here to free you if you can take me to your wings. I pick my way across the squeaking floorboard. I put my right foot down on the board underneath, and the board underneath splits. My foot goes through the hole, and I pinch forward. I land hard and grunt as the air pushes from my body. I can feel the splintered edges rake against my ankle. I'm sure it has drawn blood, wincing. I gingerly extract my foot from the hole. I turn on my flashlight and the girl vanishes. I turn it off and she is waiting at the top of the stairs. I sigh and continue towards the stairs in the dark. I prod each port thoroughly. With my shoe before transferring my weight I reach the banister and the moon Better lights my way Show me where your wings are, I say The girl spins and rushes down the hallway I follow She reaches the third floor On the left And passes through it I catch up and twist the doorknob The door swings inward and I enter Aside from the brick fireplace The room is empty I limp to the window, I can see the spot in which I stood this afternoon. I turn on my flashlight and crawl around on the floor, but I can find no dead moths. I search in the corners under the flaps sagging wallpaper, but come up empty handed. My hip clanks, my hip clicks and my ankle is throbbing. I sit against the wall, massage my knee and then turn off my flashlight. your wings I call out she peers next to the fireplace and extends her finger I frown I already looked at the fireplace I tell her she stamps a scrawny leg making no noise and disturbing no dust she jabs her finger incessantly I scoot towards the fireplace and follow a line of her arm to the black brick her otherworldly shine makes it easy for me to see the brick is not mortared in place but rather juts out the brick is rough against my fingers as i shimmy it back and forth until it's loose to remove behind the brick i find a small box tied with twine i look at the girl she is across the room now near the window with her head cocked outside take the box from the recesses and blow off a thick layer of dust, the un- then untie the twine. I unlatch the box and lift the lid. Inside is a dead black moth. I can't imagine how it got in there. Not God. I think entombed. I think of that yellow-green sky. I lift the box towards the girl. These are your wings. She nods, her eyes big and mour- mournful. I easily imagine her sitting directly in front of me. A mirror as her mother pulls at her wilted hair, trying to make it presentable. I wonder who she is and what happened to her. She's just a child, trapped alone in this comfortless house for a century. I have helped countless others like her. I offer her a smile. We'll take it outside and set you free. Her timid smile meets mine about to close the box when I see the wings of a moth flutter. It's almost imperceptible. Perhaps a mere trick of the light or my breath disturbing the paper light corpse. Then it shivers again. I had wiped the dust from the box. It had been undisturbed for many years and yet the moth moved. My eyes slide sideways. I can see the other girl I can see the girl on the edge of my vision, her face. There's something about her face. Something trembling like her skin is about to slop off. I snap my gaze to her. She looks normal, as normal as a ghost can look. Still, these are your wings. My tone is soothing, loving. She nods empathetically and runs into the hallway, beckoning for me to follow. I hesitate then shine my flashlight onto the box. The moth is grotesque and disfigured. It has eight legs when it should have six. Its wings are hard and shiny, its body too long. Is it even a moth? It consumed the sisters who walked without feet. What was Sister Agnes said? The sister who walked without feet. I had walked the ground this afternoon, walked through the empty convent, and the servants' quarters stood outside the former girls' school, now a nursing home. I would expect a place this old, a place with this much history, to be teeming with tethered spirits, and yet I found only one. A cold fist clenched around my heart. I turn off my flashlight. She stands in the center of the room. Did you eat them? I ask quietly the others she is trembling struggling her face wobbles then she slumps her arms droop and the glow goes out dark spots bloom on her face spreading taking the place of her eyes and mouth they are made of black liquid of smoke of nothing her eyes are gaping wounds of darkness her mouth a black maw it's like she's bleeding shadows she is still wearing that frilly white dress it drifts towards me my heart batters against my ribs it's a ghost it floated through a door it couldn't move the brick it can't touch me it can't touch me it tucks on my hand i feel its fingers I realize I have wept myself. I smile at the creature and close the box. All right, let us set you free. I make my way down the hallway and begin my descent down the staircase. Slowly, slowly, in one hand I hold the box with its soul. In the other is my flashlight. I cannot set it free. I must give no indication that I want to flee. No indication. Fire. The nudge tried to burn down the house. It is beside me. In front of me, behind me, it appears and vanishes, circling me, assessing me. Tears leak from my eyes. I cannot tell if my heart is racing or if it's stopped altogether. Maybe. Maybe I can set the house on fire. I can get the house. I can get outside. Get outside without the moth. I can hear it fluttering inside the box. It wants to get out. I smile tenderly into the darkness. I know it is watching me, though it has no eyes. Let's set you free. I latch the box shut and retie the twine. I'll watch as flames devour the house and devour the thing inside. I'll laugh in the light of the hungry blaze. The girl is in front of me. It touches my hand. I blanch. I, I know it. It knows it. I blind it with the flashlight. Shining the brightness at its grotesque face. Nothing happens. It doesn't vanish. It's not frightened by the light. It was toying with me before like a cow and mouse. I scream and hurl the box into the depths of the darkness. House. The dark house. I race towards the gap in the doors towards the tendrils of the moonlight peeking through towards safety my foot hits the edge of the hole in the floor, my heel dangles over nothing, I almost regain my balance, tiny delicate fingers wrap around my ankle and yank, I hear a snap, I crumble I try to pull my leg from the hole but I nearly pass out from the pain my leg feels wet, so wet and I know I'm bleeding profusely. I scream for help. I scream as loud as I can, but only my ears can hear it. I'm dizzy. I taste copper. I try to crawl towards the door, but the jagged piece of wood traps my leg. Trap me. My flashlight is rolled out of reach. The bulb flickers. Flickers. goes out. In the darkness, I hear the fluttering of wings beating against the box. It stands over me toying, waiting. It only eats the dead. No moth will carry my soul to the moon. Well, everybody, that right there was the girl in the gothy house. Honestly, I think it was actually a pretty good story. If you stuck with me till the end, I appreciate you. I know I make mistakes sometimes when I'm reading these, but it's all fun and games. That's all we're here for. I'm here to bring you content you enjoy, and I'm here to have you guys listen and give me ideas. Stay tuned for more. Again, this is ASMR.life, and I'm out of here.